Hi, my name is Lindsay Balif. I'm a writer, singer, filmmaker, and actress. Welcome to Artistic Liberties. I am your host, and today we're going to talk about just basically what to expect and a couple of other topics as well, some news and some other things. I kind of wanted to make a show for filmmakers and actors and dancers and artists of all kinds who kind of don't really have a place in this world right now because of the political mess that's going on. I kind of wanted to do something similar to politics, but less pop culture, more focusing on creating. Felt like something that was useful and is useful for conservative artists and freedom thinking artists who just kind of need someone to help them out. And because I kind of needed that when I first started speaking out as a conservative artist. So that's why I'm here. And I think that it's like really important. I've had a crazy ride to this point and you'll probably hear more about it as the podcast goes on. But I am now living in Florida. I lived in Los Angeles for about a year and a half until the pandemic hit, and then I had to go home, and now all these crazy mandates are out, and I can't get work. I got, I booked a pilot literally last year. Yeah, last year in April. It's still not out yet, but I'll let y'all know when that's out. And there's still some crazy actors out there, but I have met makeup artists, and I've met people who don't really care for the vaccine mandates. And now that the new stuff has come out about, you know, inflating numbers and stuff, it's like, really? Why are we still doing this? So, in short... I've been studying acting for about eight years and I kind of failed technically because I left LA and I had a dream that I wanted to be absolutely completely successful and I just didn't really want to sacrifice my beliefs or my religion or anything like that because that feels like you're selling your soul. And so when the ma the mandates came out, that was kind of my epiphany to be like, oh my gosh, I'm really selling my soul. I'm really doing this crazy thing because not only did I not believe in it, researching side effects that include death and also i have adhd i don't need another brain issue because i have like it's already hard enough for me in this world and it did have some brain issues with the blood clots so i am working on a production called breaking legs it's a mockumentary about um, a community theater struggling just like how parks and rec is a mockumentary about community of the government kind of struggling but um so we have a leslie nope type character her name is autumn and she is way more spaced out than um leslie nope is she makes leslie nope look like the smartest person on the planet even though leslie nope is pretty smart in comparison to autumn autumn's just really stupid so autumn is trying to save this community theater and Jean, who's kind of like the Ron Swanson, but not as like libertarian and interesting. <laughs> Jean's more just super lazy, just like Ron Swanson is. And he just is the owner of the company, but he'll, he'll just like pocket the money. He's kind of like that. He's just like your old, your great uncle that's crazy and runs a community theater. And so we have a bunch of stage mom Karens. We have a bunch of stage daughters that don't know how to sing. And we have some crazy redneck character. It's just all of them chaotically coming together, trying to save this community theater because what happened was is a girl fell through the stage as Tinkerbell when she was supposed to be on the ground dying from the do you believe in fairies thing and because nobody believed in fairies she fell it was because the techie was actually on drugs and uh, he uh, screwed up the queue and then she fell or smacked right through the stage and so now they can't fix the stage and they can't fix her medical bills so now Autumn is faced with this oh no what am I gonna do kind of situation as she tries to figure out how to get money for medical bills for Amy as well as for the community theater. That link is in the description below. Please share it and uh, donate if you can. And moving on. So this podcast, I am making it because actions speak louder than words and art thrives in 
places where we can be free to express ourselves in free countries with freedom of speech, my loves. And art has been taken by the left and we kind of just complain about it. Other than rehiring Gina Carano at The Daily Wire, we're not really doing much. We're not really doing much other than by Bonfire Legend, which shout out to them, they're great and I love them. We're not really doing anything else on the big scale. I hope to make this a big scale eventually, but we're not doing much. And so this is what this podcast is for, is to make more films, honestly. So we're going to have interviews with political commentators and also politicians, hopefully, down the line, other artists in the movement who just want to help. And so basically we'll have them on, we'll talk to them about film and we'll talk to them about their art and we'll talk to them, well, if they are artists. And we'll talk to them about what inspired them talk about film a lot. So it's very much a conservative film podcast. We're going to be pitching films. Each single guest will be able to pitch a one minute pitch. So that one minute pitch that our guest will pitch will go up on my website, lindsayballiff.com slash artistic liberties. And we will crowdfund the films. And whoever's film makes the most money and these guests can crowdfund them themselves. They can put it on their websites. They can vote it or they can put whatever money they have of their own or of their own supporters. If I don't know. I don't know if that's a legal legality problem, but they can figure it out. Like, for example, if James O'Keefe wanted to put his most own money into it he totally can or whoever is on the show okay we will put the the pitches on online and you guys with your dollar can donate to which show that you would want to get a feature and the one with the most money at the end of the at the, at the end of the year or the first one or two years of this podcast depending on how many people we have on we will get to make a feature of and the other ones that are short films all the way down to the zero dollars and zero cents or if someone just like donated a penny to one person because they felt bad. We will be making it based on zero dollars and zero cents. So if someone did get zero dollars and zero cents, if they can't come and film it with me, I'll just film it by myself, their little one minute pitch. And it'll, it might just be me and a broomstick because I don't have a budget. Then they can take that film wherever they want. Even if it does get a short and it does get made, they can also take that money and go somewhere else. So it's a whole thing. Honestly, I'm really excited about that because it's actions speak louder than words. But also, I'm tired of the movement going, the left, the left, the left, they have the films, they have the films. Then make films and quit whining. I am so tired of seeing documentaries from our side. We don't need any more documentaries. Like, if you want to be a documentary person, you're putting your life on the line, good job. Thank you so much. Actually, I am happy you're doing that. But we need just as much comedy and drama and other films on our side because they have everything. And yes, they have woke documentaries too. If you wanna get into documentaries and you wanna be a journalist or whatever, that's fine, great. If you're creative that way and you don't wanna put your life on the line, please, please call me. Please, please find me on Instagram. Please understand you don't have to go hang out with like the drug cartels and risk your life just for a great story. I mean, you can, please. We need creativity in this movement and it's driving me insane. And so that's why I'm gonna be talking about creativity a lot on this podcast. Anyway, sorry, that was a side rant that should have gone that far but so we'll be getting to know the other artists and commentators and politicians through the power of films and pitching films that way we're more productive and just we're not complaining about the lack of art in our world so i will also be talking about art the solo episodes versus the interview episodes so the interview episodes we will have those people on and we will talk about their favorite films what inspired them the most what kind of genres we should be making as a movement but on my solo episodes i will be giving you guys entertainment news i will also be giving you freedom fighting artists and businesses that you should support check out freedom shop directory on instagram it's actually great and it's also a website it's about all these freedom supporting businesses 
businesses that you can support with your own money and we have to vote with our dollar at this point. Uh, so I'll also be promoting those freedom places, which includes dance studios, acting studios, et cetera, et cetera, venues that singers and musicians can perform at, acting, theaters, companies, production companies, et cetera. It's like an artistic revolution is my goal. I just want us to really pull forward as the little guys because daily wire is like this is going to take 40 years i'm like no this is going to take maybe 20 maybe i know it's like the left has been working hard forever but hollywood is crumbling and so is broadway and speaking of broadway we're going to segue into the news but before that i also want to say what else i'm going to cover in my solo episodes are tips on how to make film and art and how to survive as an actor or artist during these mandated times. I will also tell you things based on my mistakes. You do not want to go to a BFA. It is terrifying. Segwaying on to the news, and we got this from NBC. So NBC, Broadway is likely going dark again. This is not, um, sub, some Broadway shows are shuttering with no open, no plans to reopen Omicron spread. Broadway from Vulture.com, um, Broadway closing is because everybody's positive. Hugh Jackman, according to MSN.com, um, just tested positive and they have canceled a bunch of shows for The Music Man, which also they tried to cancel, which is hilarious to me. Come From Away is canceling performances starting on December 3rd to January 7th. Is Doubtfire is going on hiatus until March 14th. Okay. Ragged Little Pill closed on December 20th. Ragged Little Pill, which I think didn't they win a lot of Tonys? Waitress closed again. That is the second time Waitress closed. Oh my gosh. Okay. Too Proud closed. Six closed. And it's kind of funny because these policies that they are putting in are not working, clearly. I just want like a Florida Broadway. Can we get like a Florida Broadway in like Orlando or something like that? That would be ideal. A Florida Broadway where you don't have to be vaxxed. You don't have to wear a mask. A company, I believe in Tampa. And as you can see, they have freaking masks on, but they're clear. This is in Tampa. <laughs> you guys, I've never wanted theater to die more in my entire life. I have this last year and a half. I wanted theater to survive during 2020, but now as I see it with the mandates and the crazy masks and the loser actors who just believe whatever Dr. Fauci says, whoa! Like, I can't stand actors. They are just horrible human beings. They're stupid. They are so dumb. That being said, this is a beautiful segue. Do thine own self be true, which is a statement from Shakespeare that we all know and love. You know, a lot of things make my brain hurt and the most things that make my brain hurt, well, the thing that makes my brain hurt the most is artists who pretend in their art that they care about freedom and then they publicly hate freedom and they just go wherever the wind blows. Huh, wait a minute, that's from a song. Oh, wait, it's called Wait For It. Hold on, wait a minute. Who's that by? I will wait here and see which way the wind will blow. I am taking my time watching the afterbirth of a nation, watching the tension grow. Oh, wait, that's from Nonstop. Okay. Who wrote that? Oh, yeah, it's he has the first, first three letters of my name. And he does not stand for anything. You stand for nothing, Lynn. What do you fall for? It makes my brain hurt just thinking about him sometimes. So he writes this musical called Hamilton, which is about the Founding Fathers, right? He has the gall, <laughs> the gall to go, I follow the science. When uh, de Blasio basically destroys New York and then tells him to like, stop 
you know, to keep closing down and stuff. And like, he loses all this money because I trust the science. Like, shut up, Lynn. You we know you don't trust the science. You just trust whoever's paying you to trust the science. Because we all know you're paid off by Disney and, and Disney's besties with BlackRock. <laughs> we all know you're being paid by somebody, sweetheart. Lynn Memoranda is a piece of trash. I used to respect him. I love his work. Dang it. We don't talk about Bruno with such a catchy song. Lin-Manuel Miranda used to be my hero, okay? This is why it bothers me. He used to be my hero. I have a literal fan letter response right up here. Basically, it says, I appreciate you as a fan, and I wish you all the best in your applications to college. Siempre, Lin. He's not true to himself. He's not true to his art. And he writes about Alexander Hamilton. That's not even the one piece of art that pisses me off the most. Keep press, Lindsay. Namaste. You're okay. You're not gonna die. It's just Lin Miranda. Okay. My problem with Lin Miranda is he doesn't give a flying crap about freedom. He doesn't care about freedom. Therefore, that is why I don't love him anymore. Very sad for me because he is a very talented artist. He's a very talented composer. He's a very bad singer. And he's an okay actor, but he's a very good director. Did you see Tick Tick Boom? Mwah. Amazing. A beautiful letter to Jonathan Larson. Oh, speaking of Tick Tick Boom. Tick Tick Boom. And that is also a love letter to New York, just like In the Heights was a love letter to New York of what New York was supposed to be. New York is supposed to be the dream of America. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. And that's why so many people come there through Ellis Island. And speaking of which, Abuela from In the Heights came to Ellis Island as a kid with her mom. That is literally her character arc. And she came as a kid from Cuba in the 50s or 60s, whenever Castro took over, because there was no food. Uh, it says, ain't no Cassiopeia in Washington Heights, but ain't no food in La Vibora. Watch the liberals take that out of context and say, oh my gosh, look, she's culturally appropriating stuff. Doesn't matter that I'm culturally appropriating. It's like freaking Cuba needs to be saved and it needs to be saved with capitalism, not communism. And that's the thesis. And it's actually Castro's fault that all this problem is happening anyway. He preaches with that song, and that song gives me tears to this day. If you have not seen that, please, I recommend that you see him in the Heights. It is a very good film, and it tried to be woke. The only woke thing that the movie did different than the musical is that they cut out the Trump lyric that was in the original musical because they hate Trump. <laughs> it was originally Donald Trump on the leagues and he's my caddy Oh. And they, I think they changed it to Tiger Woods and he, they said something else about Tiger Woods in the song 96,000. <laughs> in the Heights is pro-America and pro-immigration propaganda. It's a beautiful show. I love it so much. I love the music and I'm not, and I'm white. I can love In the Heights and I'm if I'm white, okay? I can appreciate art that I'm not allowed to be cast in because I'm white, all right? I, I can appreciate that. I can also, that's like literally what art is about is teaching other people about different perspectives. So In the Heights is beautiful because it talks about all these different immigrants and Nina's whole arc is about becoming a immigrant lawyer for dreamers right because Sonny is an illegal and he doesn't have his green card and that's why he gets paid in cash by Usnavi who's the main character who's just trying to get back to the Dominican Republic he realizes the Dominican Republic isn't that great and that New York is wonderful blah 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 Usnavi gets married to Vanessa who wants to you know, start her fashion company and then they have a kid. Wow, isn't that conservative? Having a kid and settling down and not going for your dreams? Wow, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I didn't realize you were that conservative. Wow, maybe we should cancel you for being conservative. I say as my hair slightly turns blue. 
The reason why In the Heights bothers me so much is that when it was made, it was making a point about immigrants and stuff like that. And it was kind of saying that you should be legal because Nina's whole arc of becoming a dreamer immigrant lawyer to encourage people to get their green cards and immigrate to the United States. Please don't be a lawyer. It sucks. There's no money in immigration lawyering. Plus it's a bummer. So I just can't believe that they had this whole story about that. As the movie came out last summer and it was supposed to come out in 2020, but then COVID, you know, I know it was filmed in 2019, probably 2020, before the whole pandemic. They could not have expected the whole COVID thing to destroy their entire city. But when I saw that, I cried at the end because they're all happy and they're all like playing in the sprinklers or like the broken fire hydrants in the middle of New York City. And it's bright, it's sunny, it's happy, there's less trash. And I'm like, wow, that looks like a conservative New York paradise. <laughs> If New York City was still run by like Rudy Giuliani, like it looks like that. It looks like there's no trash or crap on the street or crazy druggy addicts, weirdos. I mean, obviously they're always gonna have those in New York City because it's just New York City. But I just felt kind of cheated again by Lynn Miranda. Like Lynn Miranda just keeps cheating me and cheating me and cheating me. Like just keeps on punching me in the throat indirectly. And it's just like, why? Why do you write these things like about our founding fathers? And then you write about this, this immigrant lady from Cuba and how she moved here to survive and she didn't survive, but she didn't find a dream and she couldn't really fix her dream. But her dream was kind of the people around her. So when she died, like they had to continue her legacy and they had to do it for her. And it was just so sad. And it's sad to me that he writes all about this legacy stuff and he writes all about becoming someone that's important and having an impact. And he says he, he relates to Hamilton when he really is Burr. He really is Burr because he does not stand for anything. When it comes down to it, he is a shill for the for Disney, for every company that hires him, he does not care. And that kind of was part of my red pilling, was Lynn Miranda himself. That red pilled me so hard because I was like, I wanted to be like him. I, I didn't want to be a composer or anything, but I wanted to be like him, Hugh Jackman, like all the people who are in film and musical theater who are just thriving. I wanted to be like him. And I just knew in my heart and soul, I was like, that is what I want to do. I want to be musicals. I want to be movies. I want to make people cry and laugh and sing and dance. But then I saw the video. I saw the video of him saying to this crowd with de Blasio as if he was like besties with de Blasio and said, we'll just trust the science. And I just had this like moment of, who are you? I don't know this artist anymore. I looked up to this guy since 2015 and he seems like someone that no one would believe in because he's very much an underdog because he's not attractive. No offense, bud. His voice is very weird and he's not a great singer, but he's talented in other ways and he's like a jack of all trades. He's amazing. He's a wonderful director. He can do it all. And I always wanted to do it all. And to see him just destroy what he created, which was about freedom, about founding this station, and denouncing his own art. I was like, do I really want to be that? Do I really want to be somebody who denounces my art because someone else is offended by it? When he was silent when that whole Free Cuba movement happened, I knew exactly where he stood and he doesn't care. And he would like to see America burn and he supported Hillary and I, I forgave him for that back then, but I did vote for Trump in 2016 and 2020 because I like um, cheap gas. <laughs> Just shoot me for that. <laughs>
And I also like actually being able to afford things and uh, a great economy because that's what like every American likes since like the dawn of time. So anyway, I forgave him for a lot of stuff growing up. And, but that was the point where I was like, that's what the Hollywood establishment is. It's, it's toxic, it's stupid and disgusting. And I don't want to be a part of it. I use Lynn Miranda as like a really big example. And I was going to say something about Falcon and Winter Soldier, but like, we all know that like Marvel is woke and stupid. And so is Star Wars. And like a lot of times they're just trying to be woke to be woke. And it's kind of funny when it's kind of backfires on them. Like Tim Pool pointed out how... Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of backfired, just trying to be all woke about BLM and stuff. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they like defeat this Antifa character who's like a redhead, you know, and it was just funny. I live for that. Why am I pointing these things out? Because Lynn Miranda is just one of the few examples of artists and art who got woke, but Lynn Miranda didn't get broke. I love the statement, woke, get woke, get broke, but it does not always apply. Because sometimes the people who get woke are sold off to politicians slash people with agendas. And whether or not you think that there is some big thing, like Elijah Schaefer references to Mr. AJ, going on with the whole cabal of things whether or not you believe that's true there is an agenda going on and it is kind of whack and it is kind of creepy and it kind of freaks me out and whether or not there are words that start with a p in infiltrated in all of it i don't know i honestly don't know i never got too far but i did work on a ryan murphy film and i was terrified <laughs> i have never felt more dark satanic energy in my entire life than when i was an extra on the prom i was nervous the whole time and i didn't understand why and it was kind of depressing i'll be honest and I'm not trying to throw Ryan Murphy under the bus, but he did start Glee and that was kind of cancer and that caused the whole woke moment to kind of happen. Okay, so why do I point these things out? It's just like, oh, get woke, get broke is a concept, but they get sold out. I think is more important. And that's why they don't care if they get broke is because they're sold out by politicians or people with strings on the other side. And it's kind of creepy. Yes, Lin-Manuel Miranda is probably one of the most successful people in Hollywood right now. He did Encanto, he did uh, Moana. He's doing, he's gonna be working on Little Mermaid live action with Alan Menken himself with like some new songs, which like, and then he did Mary Poppins and he's done so much more stuff. Plus he directed Tick, Tick, Boom, which I have to just say real quick with Tick, Tick, Boom before we move on. His Tick Tick Boom was so good. And it also reminded me, the 90s, they didn't suck as much as today. I'm just gonna say that. I was born in 98, but like, I was never, like I never understood him. I never really was into his stuff. I just knew about Rent. And I saw Tick Tick Boom. And that was like such a beautiful love letter to him. It was such a beautiful love letter. And the song Why that Andrew Garfield sings in that like empty arena with a piano gets me every time. I'll listen to it and I'll try, I memorize the song. And if I start trying to sing it, I just start bawling because the AIDS crisis was huge. It was a problem. Look at history repeating. That's also why I don't respect Lynn is because if you follow everything Fauci says after what happened in the AIDS crisis, I don't respect you. If you trust a liar who has killed many, many gays over the years, I don't respect you. I don't respect you. And I think you're a disgusting human being. If you don't stand for anything, what do you fall for? And that, that is why I am doing this. That is why I became a conservative because I could have just gotten triple vax. I could have just kept on going on with my life. I could have just kept going and moved back to Los Angeles and sucked it up and said, you know what? I will have sex for a role. I could have just done that, you know? I could have, but what have I gained? Oh, I would have gained maybe a couple roles there and there. What have I lost? 
my entire like heart and soul? Yes. Would I have lost my humanity? Probably. I would probably become so numb that like my acting would not be good. So why would I sacrifice my heart and my innocence and pretty much everything and even, even my health for something that I dreamed of forever? I feel like God had better things planned and I feel like God, God is tied to creativity and that is something we're going to talk about next week, but I truly believe that God has a place in art and I think that that is something we can do and it doesn't mean that we have to make Christian weird films, but it does mean that we can get in touch with our creative side through God or the universe creative energy. It is a thing and Julia Cameron talks about it and I recommend y'all to look her, up, look her up and read her books. I love her so much. If you're not true to your beliefs, or to yourself, you dig, like if you're not true to your convictions and if you just silence yourself just for the sake of others, what are you? You're a shell of a human being. You don't care about yourself. You don't like yourself. You think that you're gonna like yourself? And this business has become so disgusting. I lived with a roommate who would have sex with older men who were directors to get a role and then would drop them when it was convenient. But she was also bipolar, so that's, that's probably why. But, we don't shame mental health, even though certain people with mental health issues are on a certain part of the, the political spectrum, but because um, they don't understand how communism works. <laughs> so to thine own self be true, but to what? How is truth defined? All my acting teachers would go on and on for hours. Well, this one specific acting teacher would go on and on for hours about what the definition of truth is. Truth doesn't exist. Truth doesn't exist. Like what? Truth doesn't exist? What kind of CIA training is this? Excuse me, sir. I would like to leave. Give me back my $500. Truth doesn't exist. Okay. So if truth doesn't exist, do lies exist? What kind of, what kind of mess? Truth is defined the facts of something and facts never change but feelings do. So you hear the saying by Ben Shapiro, facts don't care about your feelings. Well, my therapist says something better. It's facts are forever. Feelings are temporary. You're going to change your mind. You're going to have different things go on in your life and your feelings are going to change over time about certain facts. So your art will get better. You will get better. You will improve. There is beauty in imperfection. And the more true that you stay to yourself, and I mean standing up for what you believe, standing up in your convictions, believing in yourself, and being a person who has beliefs and has action and does things true to themselves, you will be happier, but your art will also reflect that. And I truly believe that more than anything. Your art will always be imperfect, but you have to find the beauty in imperfections. And you also have to find the beauty in you. You will always be imperfect, um, unless you're Jesus, but you're not. So you will always be imperfect. And if you will always be imperfect, your art will always be imperfect. Your song will never be perfect. Your film will never be perfect, but it will always improve as long as you are true to yourself, to thine own self be true. And if you make things based on facts and truth, your art will stand the test of time. If you don't, well, your art will just be lies. And a lot of acting teachers will define acting as living truthfully in imaginary circumstances. I think Meisner said that. And I find it funny because that describes every leftist liberal actor on the planet. Like they're living in these imaginary, no, no. They're living in these truthful circumstances of being rich and happy with plenty of money to live and do whatever they dang well please. Then they have these imaginary circumstances that they want for everybody else. They think, imagining that everybody else is in the same happy bubble as they are in Los Angeles with a beautiful house, with a beautiful pool that's probably 
three point million dollars, thirteen point million dollars or more, and they think that everybody else is in that world. Everybody else is happy and whatever, and has private security, and so they want these imaginary ideas for their imaginary circumstances they have for everybody else. And it just doesn't work out. Like, chill. You guys need to like get back to reality. Maybe play somebody who's a middle class character who actually struggles and actually like do method on that. Like Jared Leto, instead of like doing method on like, you know, killing pigs and sending them to your cast members, maybe you should like go and be middle class again or go and be, you know, a struggling actor again. Like follow somebody who's a struggling actor in Los Angeles who's like living on minimum wage, almost dying. Let's try and do that for method. All these woke actors just think that the whole population will follow what they want with their stupid ideal. And maybe they should just separate acting from real life. Like, I know it's hard for you, Mark Ruffalo, but maybe you should relax. The sun is going down. So in summary, if you cannot be truthful to yourself and you're living in imaginary circumstances, I think you need to go to a mental asylum. And life is not all about a career. A career can't fulfill you. And I learned that the hard way. And luckily, Lynn Miranda kind of helped me realize that a career wouldn't fulfill me because it didn't really fulfill him, as I can tell from how he's literally being sold out by politicians. And if you cannot be truthful to yourself and your fellow man, you are not going to make meaningful art, okay? You're just not. <laughs> That's why I believe that freedom of speech and freedom of expression is so important to creating, writing, filming, etc. Every single piece of art that you can, every single piece of art that you can make. And I've been taught as an actor and artist, you must be able to articulate how you feel, how you want to make yourself better, how a piece of writing made you feel, etc. If we give up freedom of speech, as like George Washington says, we will be led like sheep to the slaughter. A lot of leftists think that art lives in communist countries or socialist countries. The answer is no. Whoever gets into power is selfish and really gross and will destroy pretty much every single form of art and pretty much every artist as soon as they finish killing the radicals and the political dissidents. That is how communist regime work. That's also why I started this is because I'd rather die fighting for art of freedom than die never saying a word, never working hard to make art that means anything. And I'd rather die to do that um, while fighting for freedom than die watching my country fall apart and tell my tell my grandkids on my deathbed as we have no good health care because it's all free one day that I failed you. Commies, um, your art doesn't survive. So do you want your art to survive? I think you do. I mean, I want my art to survive. I couldn't imagine like studying like uh, I guess 10, 10 years for acting and then all of a sudden your art can't serve. Oh wait, I can. California killed my art. Thank you so much, California. <laughs> I mean, really. So the commies did take the art from me and it did, it did ruin my life after all. Even if I do die in the pursuit of truth, at least I was pursuing truth. At least I was pursuing what I meant, I thought meant for freedom of art and freedom of speech. As I continue this podcast, I can't wait to interview people about how they believe truth comes into art. And I can't wait to express how I just figure out art comes from truth and from our own hearts and our own vulnerabilities and our own love for our art. <laughs> it all comes down to To Thine Own Self Be True by Shakespeare. Because if we aren't true to ourselves, we don't stand true to ourselves. We don't stand in our convictions. And if we don't stand there like a tree, like the Captain America comic says, and plant yourselves like a tree and say, no, you move when they tell us to move. Um, art is powerful and it's only powerful if it comes from a place of truth and of your truth. Even if you may not be right, you stand in firm in 
dare to stand alone against all these horrific people who will rather stand by a lie. But at least you stood for truth, so. To thine own self be true. And I hope these tyrants either learn a lesson or die or whatever. Not, not like threatening or anything. I'm just saying like, I would like some poetic Shakespeare for these tyrants and for these liars. Like from Measure for Measure, which I have discussed in my other podcast that I had. I would, I, I just pray that, you know, we can win this back eventually. Because if, if we don't try, we never know. Hopefully this week, I will be able to get a guest on our podcast. Um, and that will come out on Sunday. And if I don't, I will see you next Tuesday. We're talking about Julia Cameron next week. And about um, the artist. And how you can draw on your creative energy from God. As well as on other things. And of course, that's a long podcast episode to talk about. But I feel like that's important in our movement. To understand that things do come from outer sources. And that is, you know, similar to being true to yourself. So I will see you guys next time. As well as uh, hopefully this Sunday we can get a guest. If you haven't yet, please subscribe on YouTube. Right here I'm at Lindsay Balif. As well as you can find me on Apple Podcasts on Spotify podcast for artistic liberties. Just search it there, download it, and do not forget to leave a review if you like this. If you leave a review, then more people will find this. And if the more people find this, we can make more films and we can actually fund more money to the films that we make. And just leave a five star, say, oh, it's great, Lindsay's cool, or just put like a letter or something there just so you don't have to spend time on it. As long as you just leave a review that's five stars, I would appreciate it. It really helps the algorithm and everything make it go to the top. And if you have any artist friends who are conservative, who um, are pro-freedom, please share this with them. I hope y'all have a wonderful day and a wonderful week, and I will see y'all next Tuesday and maybe on Sunday. We'll see. Thank you so much. All right, bye.